While you're standing, we'll just pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the word that you're going to bring this morning. We just pray that, that, that you speak clearly, that there's a message in for each and every person that is gathered here and each and every person that's listening. So we just pray it's in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everyone says, Amen, Amen, Amen. You can be seated. How's your week, family? Good? Everyone else had a bad week? One person had a good week. Praise God. This message is not going to be long, and I know I say that every time, and then I speak for like ages, but, <laughs> um, but I, I really think this message is going to be pretty brief, pretty short, pretty concise. Um, so, yeah, so we're not going to be long, and then we're going to get some food, and then we're going to go dunk someone in the water, and thank goodness it's not me going in there because, whoo, Petoni in winter. <laughs> awesome. Um, I asked God, what, what, what did you want to, and you'd notice that whenever Pastor Jay says, just speak whatever God puts on your heart, then I always come up with the same excuse, you know, God gave me something on, 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 on Sunday, and then Saturday night when I'm going through it, it all kind of changes, um, but to me, that's just the way to, that God keeps the word fresh, amen, you don't want to give you stale manner, so he gives some fresh manner, so today I asked you, you know, I was like, doing the prep, and um, God said, uh, what, what came out was focus. And at first I thought God was telling me to focus. He's like, focus, I'm trying to tell you what to do, but now he was saying, I want you to talk a little bit about focus. Amen? Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a, a different direction that we're going to take with the word, but I just pray that we have our, our, our hearts open. Amen? Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. So I started off by looking up the definition of the word focus. The first is the center of interest or activity, and the second is the state or quality of having or producing clear vision. Amen? And that was the one that stood out to me. The state or the quality of having or producing clear vision. And I thought, perfect. Why is this important? Why does this matter? And God said, the funny thing about having clear vision is that unless you have clear vision, you don't know that you don't have clear vision. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Unless you have clear vision, you don't know that you don't have clear vision. I share with this in in, in in an example. When I was, um, I think I got glasses when I was, what, 18? Yeah? And... um, I remember the first time I was wearing glasses. Because when you get your glasses and you put it on, it's almost like the world just comes alive. But for as long as I knew this, what I was seeing was normal. This was it. There was nothing wrong with my eyes. Yeah, I couldn't see people at the back, but I thought nobody else could see people at the back. But then I went to the optometrist and they put this thing on and I was like, oh my gosh, is this what the world looks like? It's so bright and so clear. But until I had that appointment with the optometrist, I did not know that my vision was as bad as what it was. Yeah? It's funny when, um, I, I don't remember a lot, I, I, um, but I remember seeing a billboard, and the billboard was up there for, I don't know if it was a billboard or a poster, but it was up there, and I could see it, and it was clear, and it was a, a, a big statement, I can't remember what the statement was, but that was clear, and there was a person on there, and I could see that. And then it was just, like, you know, the design features. 
But when I had the glasses and I saw that same poster, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that's a poster, a statement, and then what I had previously thought was design features was actually like sub-statements. There was actually like a, sentence, a few sentences running on underneath the bigger word. You see, I didn't realize that I couldn't see all that, and so my brain did something very smart. And just so that you know, all our brains do this. It's not just my, my brain that does it. It fills in the gaps when we don't know what is there. But what it does is it doesn't fill out the gaps correctly. It fills up the gaps based on what your understanding of the world is. So because I assumed, or because I saw there was like this faint blur, white thing running across the screen, my brain said that's probably just a design feature, and so I understood that as a design feature of the text. And that's what our brain does. Whenever we see things, it kind of asks ourselves, what is the most likely option? And then it convinces ourselves that that's what we see. Um, can we put that picture up on the, on the screen? We all, we all familiar with, do you, we all seen this ad before? Yeah, should have gone to Specsavers. Yeah? So that's a lifeguard who saw something splashing in the water, ran out to get it because he wasn't quite sure what it was, but his mind told him if there's something splashing, this is like the, the theology behind it, if there's something splashing, it must be someone needing help. So he goes out, grabs it, brings it back. But now that he's, it's right in front of him, he can see that that's not actually what was going on. This is what it, it, this is what it looks like when our vision is out of focus. Amen? The problem, when I, why I use this scenario is because all of us live in a world where we have an understanding of how the church should operate. An understanding that is based in religion. Yeah? So when we read the word, or when we see the word, we already have a perception of what the scriptures means or what the text is or what we have to do. And so regardless of whether we are right of our understanding of it, we kind of put things together and adjust it and make it fit in and make it sound right. But that's not necessarily always the truth that God wants us to see. Amen? It gets difficult though because sometimes our vision is so off that it becomes hard to reconcile what God is now showing us to what, he, what we thought we were seeing before. Does that make sense? I want to share with you a scripture in the Bible that, that touches on something quite similar to this. It's in Mark chapter give me, yeah. It's in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 25, and it says this: "They came to Bethsida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village where he had spat on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. Jesus asked, "Do you see anything?" And he looked up and he said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. We'll stop there. I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Now I'll ask you this question. Why are we talking about trees in the scripture? 
What is the significance of the trees? It's a, I'm, not, I'm not expecting you to answer because it's a trick question, right? But why are we talking about trees? We're only talking about trees because he couldn't see the people. He saw things that could potentially be people, but they looked more like trees. Yeah? And so now this becomes like part of the scripture and part of the Torah. And so for a lot of us, we see the truth of the word of God, but we see it as what we think it should be. Yeah? You're hearing what I'm saying? Yeah? So here we have this man, and he's seeing trees. What is the answer to this question? He goes back. Jesus then does this once more. Jesus puts his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Amen? Jesus is the only one that can make us see the things of the word clearly. You know, the Bible tells us that, that those who are not of the church or not of the kingdom will not understand the things of the word because the things of the word is spirit. So you need the spirit to help you translate and help you to, to understand the things that is within the word of God, right? But the word of God is written physically. And so there's a physical understanding and there's a spiritual understanding. Yeah? And we can sometimes get those two mixed up. So we can sometimes be operating in the church thinking walking trees. But really they are people. Why do I say this? What's the significance of this? When our vision is not clear, then the goal or the focus of what God is trying to achieve is not clear to us either. Amen? We talk a lot about, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah, that's the clear message of the word of God. But if you talk to people outside, a lot of them will say, oh, my life is not right. I'm not ready. I'm not living appropriately. And so a lot of the messages that's been spoken around around what is required for the church is not love but sin. And I'm not saying that the message of God is sin. The message of God is love. But we have spoken more clearly about sin that others understand the church's conversation to be about sin and not love. Does that make sense? So we've kind of pivoted a little bit. Not because there's anything wrong, but because of like the way we've understood it in the past. And so for us to really align ourselves with what God, did, what God wants us to be, we have to not step away from our previous understandings of the world, but we need to stay back with, stay, well, stay back, but stay with God until he, brings, until he brings the right clarity into focus. You see, when that man opened his eyes, he could see. Right? He opened his eyes, he saw, he could see. You could have said, thank you, God, I can see now, and move on. But God asked him, God asked him what do you see? He didn't say, do you see? Because the miracle was already started. There was a blind man that came to God. God prayed for his eyes. He opened it up. And God knew that the moment he opened up, God knew that he would be seeing. 
That's why he didn't say, do you see? He said, what do you see? Yeah? And so for many of us, we come to God, we get, you know, this amazing move of God, and then we carry on with our lives. But in order for us to get from where we were in that starting place to where God wants us to do, we need to stay in the presence of God so that he can properly reveal our sights. If we don't, we'll get information that keeps us off focus. Amen? Like the trees is an off focus point. The trees has got nothing to do with the story. But we could speak for hours about trees, but that's not the point. And this is what blurred vision does. You can look in the right direction, we can look at the scriptures, but just slightly be off because we can't quite see all the details. And so this is what a blurred vision does. It keeps you on the right path, but not on the right track. It keeps you comfortable because you know we're walking right. We know we can see people, we're on the good, we, we're good. Amen? We know what the scripture says, it points us to this direction, so as long as we're there, we're there. And I think religion has, has done a really good job of keeping us in this place. I was talking at the back um, afterwards, and I said, you know, we throw scriptures around like, you know, keep your focus on Jesus. But then what does that even mean? For where you are, what does that mean? It sounds good. I didn't get an amen from anyone, but you know, it sounds good to me. <laughs> amen? Keep your focus on Jesus. Jesus is the way. But what does that practically mean for us? Hmm? We, we had a chat um, at, at, at men's group a couple of uh, weeks ago. And we had a, a really good conversation around, you know, how we move things in our life and how we overcome certain obstacles. And when I got home, I thought about the conversation and I said to God, and I looked back and I said, I've come a fair way in, in this area. And God says, well, you know, what makes you like, I said, why? This is a conversation with God. The men know, the women don't know what we're talking about. Let's just say this. There was a, 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 we were talking about certain struggles that we have in our lives um, and how best to overcome those. And I went to God afterwards and I said, you know, I've made some good, well, God said to me, you've made some good strides in this area. And I said, why? I haven't been working on this area. And God said, no, you've been working on another area. But because you were working on the area I asked you to focus on, the other stuff kind of fell into line. You know? Because I said, I want you to focus on this. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. And without me even realizing it, the other things that I was struggling with kind of fell into place. And so God was like, this is what I want you to focus on. Right? I want you to focus on what I want you to focus on. Not what everybody else is telling you to focus on. This is your journey. I'm pointing you in this way. If your vision is not clear, you can't see where you need to aim. 
I don't know if you've ever tried shooting at someone or, or aiming somewhere without and not being able to see where you're kicking. You know that the goalpost is there, but without your glasses, you're not exactly sure where it is that you're aiming at. You know I can kick in that direction, and hopefully it will go in. But if you can see the target better, and if you can focus and aim, you're more likely to hit your goal. And there's a lot of things going there, and God just said to me, don't worry about that, we'll deal with that later. Deal with this now. Double that, and without even knowing, the other stuff kind of fell into line. And it's not that the other stuff is sorted. Don't get me wrong, they're just not as big of an issue as what they were when I started the journey. Does that make sense? But this is something only that could be done because Christ was the one that was aligning the focus, just like in that story. Christ has to be the one that's putting his eye, his hand on your face and making your vision clearer. Amen? He's the one that we need to be going to. And then we'll have other people around us that are going to help us on this journey and that's going to point us into the right direction and that's going to help us understand where we're going to. Like, it would have been awesome if someone had said, mate, those are not trees. Trees don't move, and so it's people. Great. So now I've got some support around me that tells me these moving things are clearly not trees, they're people. But I still see them as trees, so God, you need to come and do the next thing. There's a limit to what we can walk with one another. Amen? At the end of the day, we need Jesus to lay hands into our eyes and to reveal what he wants us to do and where he wants us to focus. The other thing that um, an unclear or an unfocused image does is it causes fear when there should not be. I say specifically when there should not be because sometimes the move of God can be fearful. Maybe he changes a certain job or he does something and you're like not so sure what's going on, but it's scary. But it's only scary because we can't see Jesus in the midst. So with a clear vision and a clear focus, Jesus becomes clearer in the situations that we're walking in. Yeah? Because one of the things that obscures our vision other than our own eyes is the environment that we are in. If the environment is too crazy, then it makes it harder for us to see. Yeah? But if, our, if we understand where Jesus is, or if Jesus is clear in all of this, then that reduces the amount of fear. I share with you the scripture in John chapter 6, verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus has not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed out three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him to the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Blah, 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 blah. The point that I want you to highlight here is that they were in a storm. Jesus was out there in the water. They knew it was Jesus, but it clearly it wasn't clear. They weren't 100% sure it was Jesus. They saw him there, but uh, they, it, they, it wasn't, they weren't 100% sure. Jesus needed to reach out to them and say, hey, it's me. And then they were like, sweet, we've gotten our confirmation. And immediately, 
they were no longer frightened. Amen? Now, if it wasn't a, uh, a stormy day, they'd probably be able to see Jesus clearly. I don't know. Right? But that is what it does when the situation that you are in affects your ability to properly deceive what is out in the world. Yeah? Or whatever situation you are going through. It doesn't have to be a, a, a situation or a thing. Yeah? Whatever you are going through, if it's rough, if it's turbulent, that can affect the perception of what Jesus is doing out in the water or where Jesus is in the storm. Right? And I, I, I say the focus because in both these stories, there was a clear understanding of what was happening. There was a, a bit of an understanding of what was happening. Right? They kind of knew Jesus was out there, just not quite sure. I kind of see people, but it's a little bit like trees. Yeah? And so our Christian who can become like that. We kind of got scripture, I just don't understand it. You're telling me to have faith, but what does that mean? Faith is a master you can move mountains, but I'm still going through a difficult time. These scriptures aren't incorrect. Faith as a master seed can move mountains. Yeah? We just need the revelation of God to determine what that means for us. Christ brings that revelation. The Holy Spirit brings that revelation, that clarity to help us through these situations that doesn't make sense. Amen? Because let's face it, the Bible is, and if you've been to Connect Group uh, this week or last week, you would have heard that the Bible is a book written hundreds of years ago in different cultures with different people, with different uh, uh, translations and different interpretations and, and different cultures and different languages and different generations and different times and different, so many different stuff. And yeah, we are sitting in 2023. I was like, what year are we? 2023. And we expect to just read it and make sense of what God's intention was when he, when he placed it there. We can't read it without the Holy Spirit. If we do, we become like the man understanding what's going on, but seeing people as trees. Amen? And for some people, that makes, that's more confusing than just seeing people. Like I can see trees and I can see people, but now you're showing me people walking as trees. Who knows that sometimes reading the Bible is like that. You say this here, you say that here, but uh, does this make sense? And it does make sense if we understand what God's intentions was when he penned those words. Amen? But that takes revelation from the Holy Spirit to bring that to us. Amen? And so if you're reading the Bible and you're seeing people as trees, just like, ask God for revelation. <laughs> Amen? But that's the truth, right? We have this awesome Word of God that's filled with so much inspiration, so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so much divine guidance, and we just these human beings on earth trying to make sense of the world and all creation. The people before us got it wrong. Then they got it right. Then the next generation got it wrong. And then they got it right. You know? You listen to some of the ways that the conversations that Jesus had in the Bible with the Pharisees 
around how they interpret the Word of God and how Jesus interpreted the Word of God. You know, Jesus interpreted it the way it was intended to be. The Pharisees were, I don't know where they were, you know? But that's how easy it is to get sidetracked. And this is why it's important to be walking with the Holy Spirit and to be allowing the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes to what is going on. And the thing is that sometimes the scriptures may mean this because we're going through this time and then the Holy Spirit may want to teach us something else later on. And so we shouldn't let our knowledge or our understanding stop the Holy Spirit from interpreting and translating the Word of God to us where we are at. Amen? Because we're going to find ourselves in situations that's going to be scary sometimes. We're going to find ourselves like the disciples on a boat. In the, no, you're not going to be on a boat in the middle of the water in a storm. That's a hypothetical one, right? But you're going to find yourself, hypothetically, in a boat, in the middle of the storm, in a situation, and you know that Jesus is there, you're just not quite sure. Amen? Because I know I've been in a situation like that. I know, Lord, everybody tells me you never leave me nor forsake me. I know you are here, but I am scared. Make yourself known. Amen? And he will. But it's important to understand. And it's important to know. And I like to add in, even when we think we know what we know, we still have to go to God. Because like I said before, I walked for so long without this, and I thought this is the way the world was. And then I put glasses on, and I was like, oh my gosh. Blue is actually a color. No. <laughs> Do you understand? Our own knowledge can sometimes hinder us from receiving the revelation that God wants. Because the revelation of God may not match up with what we think our understanding of the Bible is. Oh, to come to church, you have to be perfect. You have to get it all together. And God's like, no, you were a work in progress. I'm going to sort those stuff out in your life, but come, I want a relationship with you. No, but I have to get this right first before I come to, the, to, to God. You know, I think Pastor Jay said sometimes, you don't get into the shower when you're clean. You're getting dirty and you come out clean. Amen. And so this is what we need to bear in mind when we are operating in the world that we are living. When God gives revelation, our understanding may not be the what God wants us to see. doesn't make it wrong. Right? But we've lived for so long in a, I don't know, in a generation, in a world that has told us this is how the church operates. But what is God wanting to do now? Where is God wanting to take the church now? Who does God want to save next? The gang member down the street? Nah. They're not meant for the church. It's good that there was no amens there. Yeah? But this is the thing. Sometimes our own understanding of what we think the church should look like stops us from taking the church where God wants it to go. Sometimes our understanding of trees and people are not the same as where God wants to take us. But because we don't know what we don't know, it gets difficult and it gets hard. 
And sometimes, even though we do know that God is there, the storm and the situation is difficult. Yeah? And who knows the situations that we walk through is real. They're not hypothetical. But so is God in that storm. There's nothing to be afraid of when your focus and your vision is clear. Amen? My encouragement to us, family, is that know that the Word of God is a living, breathing testament of the power and the greatness of who God is. And that our understanding of it right now does not limit it to the works it is going to do tomorrow. Yeah? But in order for us to be able to see where God wants to go tomorrow, we can't allow the past to hold us captive. We can't allow our knowledge of the world to stop us from embracing the knowledge of heaven because they're not going to align. They're not going to make sense. Yeah? And we shouldn't allow it to cause fear in our hearts to stop us from doing what God wants us to do. My prayer is that we all understand that we live on a world. We live in a world that is physical, but we are spiritual. And the physical ramifications should not hinder us from the spiritual application that God is calling us to be in the Word of God. And whether that is to preach a message of faith, hope, and love that's going to shake the very foundations of the church that's what it needs to be and not be afraid to step out into love in that way Amen having things clearly in focus allows us to prioritize the things that God wants to prioritize and by prioritizing the things that God wants to prioritize all the other kind of stuff kind of deals with itself or maybe it doesn't deal with itself but maybe it's preparing you to deal with the things that you need to deal with now. You know, if your focus is not clear and you have a mountain, if you, if you, or if you look at a mountain range, let me put it this way, if you look at a mountain range, yeah, you can see the tallest mountain and you can see all the smaller mountains that's in front of it. But if there's a big mountain in front of your smaller mountain, you can't see the other stuff. Yeah? Some of us are trying to aim for the big mountain before we get over the smaller mountains. There's nothing wrong with that. The big mountain is the problem. We've all had these big hurdles in our life that we wish we was gone with yesterday. But you can't come Mount Everest if you can't even climb up Mount the, you know, the wine of a hill, right? And so sometimes we have to train ourselves and walk the wine of a hill a couple of times and go up these other mountains to get us ready to tackle the big thing. So then when we get there, we can say, ah, oh, this journey was easy. 
may not have been easy 10 years ago, but it's easy now. Because I've walked the winery hill. Amen? Our focus when it comes to the Word of God and our spiritual journey is not bounded by the focus of this physical world. We need the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes to the things of, 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 of the heavenly world, of the heavenly realms, and what that means for us on earth. I'm getting a bit like religious talking about the heavenly and spiritual. What I'm trying to say is whatever you are going through here, there's a, a, a clear direction that God would like you to move in addressing them, but it may not be the way you think it needs to be. For that, you need the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit being the victor and the breaker of chains. But he's the one that opens up our eyes to see truth. To see when we are being too harsh, when we are being too wrong, when we are, 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 are not walking out in love the way we need to. Amen? But I just want to encourage us all that in all that we do, if something doesn't make sense, it's not because it is wrong. If something in the world does not line up with the Word of God, it's not because they are, the Word of God is wrong. Amen? We just need revelation to make sense of it all. Yeah? You know, we may see trees and the Bible may say, people, Lord, what do you mean here? What's going on? Open up my eyes. Touch, Lord. And allow the Holy Spirit to do something in you. Amen? And so that's my prayer for us all this morning. I'm going to close off with, with a prayer for everybody here. Amen? To allow us to, in everything that we do, allow the Holy Spirit to guide our understanding of the Scripture. To guide our understanding of the world. To guide our understanding of where we are walking and how we are to walking. How we are to walking, how we are to walk. Pastor Jay spoke yesterday about living a life that's appropriate, living a life that's fitting to the core. The only way to live that life is to have God guide you. Because there's going to be things that God's going to ask you to do that's not going to make sense. But they will make sense if you have the right glasses on. Amen? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your Holy Spirit. I want to thank you for your, your grace and your mercy. I want to thank you for your unfailing love and affection that you have for each and every one of us. I want to thank you that you've called us for such a time as this to be the mighty men and women that you have called us to be. But I want to thank you, Lord, that you have placed in each and every one of us your Holy Spirit. And I pray that as we navigate this world, that your Holy Spirit may open up our eyes to see the truth. To see the way that you want us to walk. To see the things that, that the world cannot. And I want to thank you, Lord, that if there's any unclarity or disclarity or anything that is hindering us from seeing what you would like us to see, that we will not run from you, but run towards you. To open up our eyes constantly to see the truth of your word to see the revelation in every situation and circumstance 
And then I pray, Lord, that this is not just a one-time thing, but every time we feel as if we're not quite sure what you mean or where you're going, that we will go back to you and allow you to unpack, to ponder, and to open up our eyes to the truth time and time again. And we just pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone says, Amen. Give Darren a hand, guys.